Hi everybody, Jack Russell with One Zone. Today's podcast is a discussion with Jay Garner with Garner Economics as we discuss the great pause and the great pivot during these tough times. We look at what trends are going on right now and what trends will look like in the future. So I hope you all enjoy the podcast. And once again, Jay Garner with Garner Economics. Hey, Jay, how are you? I'm doing well. I hope you are. Um, thank you for um, being on our podcast. Well, sure. My pleasure. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it, this is a networking business and we can't network in person now. So here we are, right? Absolutely. I had an opportunity to read your report on March 23rd and actually heard about it from EMSI. E-M-S-I. They had yeah. mentioned mm-hmm. your name in a webinar I was listening to that you had written this and I had the opportunity to read it and I found it really, really interesting. And so that's why I definitely wanted to reach out to you um, and talk to you about this. Uh, but also I, I've, I've known your name through, I'm going through the University of Oklahoma um, yeah. Economic Development Institute. Well, yep. I I, uh, I was going to miss, um, I had a conflict, and I was going to miss the May session, which was the first one I was going to miss in years, because I've been on that faculty since the very late 80s. But I will be in uh, Louisville. So what, what uh, session are you in now? What's your year? Um, so I'm year two. Okay. So um, I'll probably, you may see me in one of your classes. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, again, I want to, I want to say thank you so much for, for joining us and really for our podcast. If you would, if you would um, just talk, talk a little bit about you and, and Gardner Economics, and then uh, we can definitely get into um, the article and talk about the great pause and the great pivot. Sure. Well, my pleasure. Well, uh, Uh, I have been in the economic development profession for uh, now just a little bit over 40 years. I've had my business, Garner Economics, for 17 years. So we are location advisors, which means we help companies identify optimal locations for their facilities, whether it's a new location, an expansion, a consolidation, uh, sometimes a closure. And we also do strategy work. So we help states, regions, and communities of all sizes, urban and and, uh, rural, uh, identify how they can be more competitive in this global economic environment. That's great. You know, especially you think about the, the world we live in even right now and the uncertainties. You know, it's always interesting. You, you look at economic development, obviously you, you, you live it every day, and it seems to have changed over the years, uh, little changes along the way. But you talk about, you know, one of the things we look at up here in um, central Indiana, and I'm sure everywhere that you hear from is the human capital and talent attraction. And how, what are we set up for for the next, you know, 20 years in that? And I think businesses look at that as well. Uh, this is uh, up until the last month. This was my second full employment cycle that I've worked in. My first was in 1999 when we were in the midst of the dot-com bubble and uh, we had a full employment. And then, you know, the dot-com companies, a lot of them collapsed. They were propped up primarily on uh, 
venture capital, but they did they weren't designed to make a profit, so they failed. Then we had a little bit of a recession. The last several years have been really the hottest economic market I have ever worked in in 40 years, and it was also the you know the hottest economy and one of the most uh, robust and stressed labor environments I ever worked in. And we coined a phrase that we trademarked called talent is the new currency. And that's so very true because every employer that we ever talked with, whether we were in Appleton, Wisconsin, or Indianapolis, or Atlanta, Georgia, they would all say, we can't find skilled labor which is then what prompted that tagline that we use called talent is a new currency. Absolutely. This pandemic, of course, has changed all that. And we're going to really be in depression area unemployment rates that will be double digit for the short term. Uh, and there really won't be in the short term a, a talent shortage. Mm-hmm. You know, based on the fundamentals of our economy in the United States and to a lesser extent, the global economy, which was weaker than the United States, you know, we will eventually get back to a very strong employment base because we have so many aging baby boomers who are now going to be forced to get back into the labor market because of their depressed retirement savings. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of uh, idiosyncrasies and nuances associated with with this great pause that we're calling the pandemic that leads to this great pivot. So how we did business just two months ago versus how we're going to do business today and in the next year or two is going to be completely different. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, as a chamber of commerce um, for Carmel and Fishers is where we are at um, just north of Indianapolis. Uh, We're 1400 members and we're on the phone every day and I'm on the phone every day with members. And to your point, there's extreme uncertainty. Uh, You look at retail and even the hospitality industry taking a a huge hit on this. But yeah, you know, I think that's the piece here is, you know, as I, as I was going through that, the, the article you had put together, there's that labor force participation rate that you had on there. And it's, it's interesting. My, my wife and I are actually talking about this the other day. You have not only what you are describing, but also you have these uh, students that are graduating from college that are also looking. So now you've got more people going into the labor market, labor pool uh, at a time of uncertainty. And so it's just a very, very interesting. And it happens so quickly. Well, that's a very good point, Jack, because, the the current and recent graduates really had the world as their oyster. Uh, they they unless they were in a liberal arts uh, field, which has always been difficult to find some form of employment, they could almost write their ticket on what they wanted to do uh, because of a stressed labor market, and especially if you had some form of technology education or training, you know because. It's, it's not just the the four year colleges. I was a I, I always felt like our technical schools and our community colleges, our two year community colleges, were the unsung heroes of training our workers. But 
over the last two years, couple of years with this stressed labor market, uh, they were recognized then as people who, as, as institutions that could really get people up and running in the labor market. Well, all that's changed now. And so the baby boomers and the current and recent college graduates are all going to be vying for any kind of employment opportunity that's out there uh, once we're on the other side of COVID. Yeah. And to that point, I think it's just, even after we get through this, we're, we're looking at ourselves as chambers, and I know other businesses are, is what does our world look like after this? You know, you hear about, you know, I'm, I like to shake people's hands, and so now I've got to learn not to shake people's hands as much. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yep. There is that great pause. And then in, in the same, in the article, you talked about the great pivot. Do you want to talk a little bit about that great pivot and kind of what that looks like? You know, the article that you're referring to is I, I was crystal balling and crystal balling is really nothing more than educated guesses. So, um, but you, you, you come up with these educated guesses based on data. So it wasn't just like kind of, you know, throwing something up in the air and hoping that it would stick. So a couple of things that really stood out to us because, you know, we're a data analytics firm. I mean, that's what we do. We analyze data so that we can help companies and communities make educated decisions. So you had mentioned the labor force participation rate, which is currently at 63%. We think it will easily go up north of 70% based on uh, baby boomers who were at retirement or near retirement that will need to go back into the workforce so that they can prop up their savings. So that's number one. Number two, and I think that this is going to have the most impact on organizations like yours as a chamber of commerce or economic development groups, and that is that the entire supply chain is going to get reshaped uh, to the better of of U.S. companies. So, and we're calling that the regionalization of the supply chain. So, you know, as as you have read or heard in the media, we have a number of shortages in bio pharmaceutical uh, components, meaning the ingredients for pharma, medical supplies, medical equipment, most of which is manufactured in China. And getting that from China because of their issues related to COVID to the United States and distributed has been seriously problematic. So uh, as a result of that, uh, we think, and we're already seeing some of it, that there will be a significant bipartisan push. And, you know, there's not much bipartisanship right now anywhere, uh, whether it's in Congress or in state houses. But we think there'll be a serious bipartisan push to regionalize that supply chain and make these components and ingredients and materials either in the United States or in the old NAFTA countries, which is now the U.S.-Mexico-Canadian alliance. And that's going to be unique. And that's going to be really at the expense of China. And again, as part of that um, pivot, here, you know, I think that how we vacation, how we work, how we recreate, how we socialize, like you said earlier, we're not going to shake hands. We're not going to hug like we would, you know, 
we do a lot of hugging down here in Atlanta, south of the Mason-Dixon line. All of that is going to change with social distancing. And I think for the long term, you know, the Japanese, I'm a student of the Japanese culture. The Japanese really never shook hands until the late 1800s when there was a Western influence. And amongst themselves, they don't shake hands. They bow. And you'll see, you know, more of us not having that human touch because of the fear of disease spread. But all of that pivot is really going to affect the hospitality industry, going to affect how we aggregate, congregate as groups. You know, I have concert tickets to go see the Doobie Brothers in June. I'm sure they're going to cancel it, even though we may be out of that pandemic stay-at-home shelter rules by that time, there'll be a lot of people who just won't want to participate in those large types of environments. Be interesting to see. I think there'll be a lot of pent-up demand, like for the kickoff of college football, which is typically around Labor Day weekend, and then NFL football. How well will they be attended? It'll be interesting to see all that. So, and you know, my wife and I are huge cruise supporters. Well, the cruise industry is going to be completely turned upside down. And how will they allow, you know, because they're a, they're a floating Petri dish for viruses and diseases. So there's, there's all that. The last one I'll, I'll mention is um, all of these people working at home. I'm working at home. You're working at home. Millions of people working remotely right now. And how will that impact the real estate office industry in the future? If productivity, when these companies measure productivity, when all of this is done, and if productivity is near or just a little below of people being at the office, then this will have a serious negative impact on uh, the real estate sector and developers of office space because the demand for office space won't be nearly as high. You know, you live in an area that is um, very strong in white collar office space. And will it stay that way uh, when all of this is done? So the, the impact on this <clears throat> is significant. And that's why we're calling it the great pivot, because it's just going to be business. Business is going to be different forever. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I think one of the things that to, to also, you know, one of the things I thought about in, when, in regards to that real estate and office space is you think about how much office space in general has changed from the cubicle type setting to now, you know, is creating the amenities for that talent attraction. Again, you're trying to create things like that. And so you've invested those dollars in creating those type of work environments. And then all of a sudden this hits and everybody's working at home. So it's just another layer of that. So it sure is. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully we can stay in touch. Hopefully I'll see you maybe in, at, at one of those University of Oklahoma classes. I appreciate all your work on, on this. And I think for all of us, it's going to be different. And, I, and that's why I found your, you know, the article so interesting because just talking to our members every day, it does feel like a great pause, 
but the things that I'm hearing from our entrepreneurs that are working so hard on their own businesses is this, to your point on, in, the, in the article and what we've been talking about, they have had to pivot their business to what gets them from point A to point B. Right. The only other thing I'll add is I, I, re- I saw something on LinkedIn, I think it said how we enhanced our technology and it was A, the CEO, B, the CTO, or C, COVID-19 and it circled COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. they, because that's how they had to enhance or change their technology. Tell me uh, about your, this podcast. Um, how do you promote it? And when does it air? Do you yeah. edit this? How does all this work? With yeah, so um, I, I record it and then uh, I do some editing. And from that, uh, I send it out to our membership. Again, we're a membership of 1400. So we are good chamber, good size chamber, good yeah. size chamber in two cities. Well, thank you for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. And good luck to you. And I hope to see you if not sooner, uh, maybe in Louisville. Well, hey, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get together uh, after all of this and um, catch up. Thank you, Jack. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you to Jay Gardner for being on our podcast today with Gardner Economics. Have an idea for a podcast? Please email me at jack at onezonecommerce.com. We know these are difficult times, and we're here for you. If you need anything, please feel free to call our office as well, 317-436-4653. And remember, we are one zone and we are here for you.